Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. AgForce CEO is Mike Gearin. Uh, he's a very good friend of this show and a regular on here. He joins us this morning. Michael, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Dobbo. Good to be here. Uh, so much going on. Um, and we're going to get to a few topics, obviously, this morning. But the big one, um, a good news story. AgForce has unveiled a new website that shines the spotlight on the true potential of Queensland's sheep and goat industries. Now, this is one of the growth areas that you guys have identified in the last couple of years, um, obviously predominantly being beef numbers, but that goat industry and, and with cluster fencing, um, the sheep industry is starting to gain some momentum again, and, and you guys have identified that. Yes, it's a great news story, Dobby, not only for production of food and fibre, um, in the way we do it in Queensland, but for jobs in regional Queensland as well. The sheep industry in particular is a big employer around shearers and et cetera. And Queensland used to be a, an enormous producer of sheep uh, and wool uh, back in the days, and we believe we can get back there. The landscape suit uh, sheep production, um, you know, the vast landscape for the cluster fencing going in, uh, the sheep industry is coming back. Whether it will come jobs, whether it will come production of wool uh, and meat, and alongside that, in what we call the small animals industry, um, goats are becoming a real winner for Queensland. Uh, the meat is sought around the world. Uh, we export some 95% of the goat meat we grow in Queensland. We can't meet the demand. Other landscapes suit goats. And in fact, goats are very complementary to sheep. So within the small animals industry, being sheep and goats, there's an enormous upside and it will create those jobs. It will create that food and fibre uh, that we take for granted, which is locally grown, supports better environmental outcomes, etc. So good news all around. And one of the ways we're trying to promote that and tell that story and attract people into Queensland to have a go in the series is through the new website, um, through the Force main page. Yeah, that's a great news story. And, and it is, an, look, we obviously know where the real strength in Queensland is, but this has been identified, you know, not only by yourselves but other industry um, leaders that, that there is so much growth to happen here and, and it is becoming a real part of our um, – a real part of what we do in the agricultural sector here in Queensland. Um, mate, I understand everybody and I, I completely get this that there's obviously been confidentiality agreements sl- – signed about this environmental discussions that are going on around this legislation. Can I ask how it is going and how those discussions are taking place? Yes, this is a, probably one of the most important conversations for industry at the moment. We have, AgForce has and industry has for the last couple of years, uh, worked very closely with the current Queensland government on a number of things. And what we see here with some confidential conversations is the government inviting us in to have a conversation about a concern they have or thought they have around legislative requirements, et cetera, before they draft the first draft of that legislation and before the normal public consultation, which remains in place. And before the last couple of years, our suspicion is other groups that are less friendly to farming, like the WWF may have got in and had those early conversations and shaped that draft legislation in a way we couldn't reverse through the normal public consultation process. So what we've seen here is the government invite us in earlier to have a conversation which will shape the form of that draft legislation for the normal public consultation process which has not been removed. So in good faith, we've entered those conversations uh, and we believe if it's as the government says, and we have no reason not to believe them on this, it will allow industry to contribute more strongly to the important 
things that need consideration in changing legislation. We've had some tough encounters and we've had some legislation that's not good for agriculture, not good for the environment, you know, reef vegetation, things we've often talked about, where we haven't been there early enough. In the, what's called the Environmental Protection and Other Legislation Bill, which is the, the omnibus bill that's been put together, we've been able to sit in there earlier and talk to them about our concerns about the current legislation, describe the way agriculture can actually contribute to the environment and already is. Describe, for example, the role of ruminant animals in carbon sequestration and therefore seek to have the draft bill in a different format when it comes through to that public but, consultation. Mike, the concerns we're getting, and we're getting mail from different people, and uh, th- 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 there's been some shift towards from the government that they're trying to control stocking rates on country. Uh, have you guys had discussions at all about that? Like, Because that, that, no. that's very concerning for me that – that there's talk that there's legislation going to come in around stocking rates on people's land. I can answer it very simply, Dobbo. The answer is no. There has been none of those conversations. Um, and, you know, we have been talking confidentially about changes uh, across a number of p- pieces of legislation through the Apola Bill, but we have not had any conversation about controlling stocking rates. And the people that are keep spreading that rumour around uh, mischievous at best of it. Those conversations have not been had. And indeed, if Ag Force was asked to consider legislation that controlled stocking rates, we would have a very strong opinion about that because sure. we represent the growers of Queensland uh, and it would be wrong. But for those why is it? Why do you think it's wrong? Well, Mike, I appreciate you clarifying that. But why do you think if it's all so open handed and they're going to do the right thing, and, I, and I, we, we can only go off you know, what they say. Why does it have to be confidential? What, what, why is that, why is the need for confidentiality why they do this? That's what I, I don't understand. And, and, and I question, and, and you might have a, a, a perfectly good answer for this, and I understand, I think it's unbelievable that AgForce are at the table why this is on. But I always go, well, if, it, if it's so wonderful and it's so great, why then is it so confidential? Yes, and that's a very good question, though. though. The way I would answer that is to say, we seem to have made a significant step forward by being in the room earlier, having a conversation that can better inform the draft of that bill. And once you have a draft bill, you can move it around the edges, but you can't fundamentally shift the direction that that bill's heading in. So I don't necessarily disagree that anything in confidence means the community doesn't feel they're involved in something they'd like to be. I don't disagree with that. But let's recognise what's happened here. What's happened here is AgForce has been invited in much earlier to the conversation and therefore if we have legitimate issues to put on the table and suggestions to make for an industry that has such an amazing future, we can have a bigger influence early in the drafting that legislation. So it's a good step forward, but you know, confidential conversations always frustrate others who would like to be involved. I acknowledge that, but it is a big step forward and that's a really important thing to recognise here. Mike Gearan joining us this morning on Rural Queensland today. Pretty significant uh, situations going on around the world. Globally, are you concerned there is a real shift towards um, trying to penalise agriculture? And I talk about the goings-on in New Zealand. I know what Canada are trying to do. There is some concern um, on a world stage that we are up against it with all this emissions um, and trying to get to zero net emissions. And that's the big, big concern that we could pay and the producer, the person who provides the food for the nation, might end up being the scapegoat. 
Yet this links directly to the conversation we've just had, Dobbo. There are things happening globally which are really quite concerning for agriculture. We know agriculture contributes significantly to lowering emissions. In Australia, agriculture has been the industry that has delivered for the broader Australian community that reduction in emissions that we talk so proudly about. It's agriculture that's done it. Nobody else has done it. As we said before, AgForce and industry are now at the table with the government earlier on in important conversations. And that has never been more critical because, as you say, around the globe, there are things happening that just don't make sense. If you care about the globe, you can care about the you know, biodiversity, environment, the emissions, etc. because agriculture plays such a positive part. Over and above that, Bob, the really important thing to remember as Australians is the Australian agriculture industry is unique in the globe. We have a far vaster landscape than most countries. So a lot of rangelands grazing, ruminant animals that contribute to the carbon cycle through the way they, you know, the ruminant animal works. Um, examples everywhere where agriculture is contributing strongly, no-till, um, um, no-till operations on um, cropping enterprises, etc. There are a number of things. So being at the table earlier with the government talking about the enormous positive contribution we can make is critical. Uh, because we cannot have the punitive taxes that have come on overseas and expect young people to continue to invest in the industry with such confidence because they see that punitive tax coming across. There's been a great example recently where we worked for two years with the Queensland State Government on what they call their low emissions roadmap. Yep. They are keen to find a path to lower emissions to support the, bu- the broader community interest in doing so. And we have sat with them for two years and explained the part that agriculture can play, and therefore we have a positive role to play. They know that. We're not going to be legislated to reduce emissions. We're going to be incentivized to reduce emissions by co-designing a low emissions roadmap pathway, which is now out uh, in the public, and then working uh, to deliver that through new technologies, through innovation, through all the things we do so well in agriculture. So to have a very different path going forward is critical. Those early conversations are being had, which is great news, but you watch what's going on overseas and thank goodness we have a government that's sitting down and working with us. Thank goodness we have that co-design and collaboration approach to these issues because two things will happen. One, we won't get those punitive taxes and therefore, two, we'll make a bigger contribution as agriculture, not only to climate and emissions, but to productivity, to jobs, to growth and to rural communities in regional communities, to the reef, et cetera, et cetera. So a very yeah. important moment and a chance to do it very differently. Yeah, well said. Now, mate, Monday's a pretty significant day. Um, our current president, um, Georgie Somerset, has done a, a phenomenal job and obviously she's now been challenged in the election by Will Wilson. This is obviously – it's an uncomfortable situation in the sense that you've got two really good people – both challenging for the top job. Either way, there can only be one winner. How does AgForce go about in making this announcement come Monday? So 10 a.m. next Tuesday, actually, Dobbo. Oh, it's Tuesday. Being an, yeah, yes, right. it's being announced. Yeah, it's going to be announced by media release, but just before that at 10 a.m. next Tuesday, through the weekly newsletter to members, we'll announce the outcome. But can I say, Dobbo, as one of the staff who work for this industry and who are so proud to work for this industry, to have at any one time so many Queensland producers stepping into different elected roles, yep. giving so incredibly of their time 
So no compensation when they're trying to run their own businesses as well is what holds AgForce in such good stead and what makes such a big difference to industry. Yeah, really. And the biggest, the the biggest role with the most commitment is the general president's role. So we have two great people prepared to give so much of their time and energy and emotion to their industries through that general president's role. It's created a real energy in the voting process. Um, and we have the luxury in Queensland of two great leaders. And whatever happens next Tuesday, we'll have a great leader taking this organisation forward and supporting and advocating for industry through the ways that we do that. Uh, and we'll have the other person who will remain a powerful leader in industry doing different things. I know that of those two. They're not going to go back to their property and just produce. They're going to continue to contribute so generously because that's what they do. That's the nature of these two people. I wish them well. Um, I wish there was two spots, Dobbo, because yeah. they're great people. There's only yeah, one. Right. But the other one's not going to walk away with a bat and ball, Dobbo. That's the good news about this. Next Tuesday at 10 a.m., we announce who who the uh, members have elected. We might try and talk to you on Wednesday to get a better gauge on that. And look, you, you, you said it right. Both are unbelievable candidates and both have done and made significant contributions to the agricultural industry um, and both very selfless in, in their work and, and tireless in, in, in making it better for everybody. Appreciate your time, Mike. Thanks so much, mate. We'll catch up again next week. Thanks for being with Thanks us this morning as usual. Appreciate your time. Thank you. We'll take Bye-bye. a break. Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It is Thursday morning, the 15th of September.